All right, we're rolling. Okay, uh, we left off uh, last time. We were looking at uh, Elisha. Remember, there's two. There's Elijah and Elisha. They were actually uh, uh, contemporaries, as you see here. In uh, going back, this is First and Second Kings. Let me uh, break this out just a moment. These are the kings of Israel, okay? First and second kings, it's actually, it's chronological. They're keeping track of uh, all the kings that took place here. And then, uh, yeah, y'all come on in. And anyway, and then uh, and then second kings, it's just like volume one, volume two. Yeah, y'all come on in. We're just getting started. But anyway, so it's, it's so simple. It's laid out just beautifully. But anyway, you come on down here to, uh, to second kings. And uh, in second kings here, let's see. Uh, let me close that back down again. So uh, notice it says, now the time came for the Lord to take Elijah to heaven by means of a whirlwind. I mean, it's so funny. Sometimes we think about, oh, come on, a donkey talked and a whirlwind. Are you kidding? We're talking the Bible here. These fantastic things are, I mean, first off, God created, we have so much stuff that's trying to convolute our thinking and stuff. And, and it's like, well, it's, evolution is the real thing. No, it's not. They can't prove any of that stuff. Yeah, but anyway, bottom line here. So you don't throw things out just because you go, oh, I can't, that's just amazing. There, Jesus' life himself was so amazing. You know, the uh, all the miracles that took place, raising people from the dead. And as we'll see, uh, Elijah and Elisha both did this. Both these guys did the same uh, similar miracles. But anyway, what I wanted you to see was here's these guys are contemporaries here. Elijah was about to go to heaven, and then uh, Elijah said to Elisha. So it's not a, 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 did I hear that right? No, there were two different people. Okay, but now anyway, we're going to skip this because we covered that before. So Elisha is down here. Elijah has already gone up to heaven. Uh, we picked up here last week with Naaman. Remember, he was all oh, such a great uh, commander-in-chief of Syria. We hear about Syria today. It's the same location. Same bunch of peoples, you know, but notice this. He was a great hero, but he was a leper. Oh, man. But interesting, before we go any further, uh, bands of Syrians had invaded the land of Israel. Well, doggone it. Bad guys? Well, they were bad guys. Look at that. But now remember, Israel let them do it because Israel was worshiping idols instead of paying attention to what Moses taught them about the Lord. The Lord told them the whole time, if you quit worshiping me, you start worshiping these idols. Those idols cannot do anything for you. I can. So they got so far away from the Lord. But notice what this little girl did. This little slave girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day, the little girl... Now notice, we don't have any history about this girl other than what she said, so it's important. The little girl said to her mistress, remember, she's in another land, okay? I wish my master, that's Naaman, would go to the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. Oh, yeah, right. They thought so. And, of course, you know the story. That's exactly what happened. So Naaman went to his boss, you know, and uh, Naaman went to the king and told him what the little girl had said. You know, it didn't say the Lord just... Just thought, oh, it's time to heal somebody. See, that's what we believe today. You know, we believe that way. You never know. It's just... You never know. You never know. It's it's Dustin's turn. Excuse me. Dustin's turn, you know. No, it's their friend over here. It's not all of us. Yes, it is all of us. Okay. So anyway, let's skip. Here's where we're going to start today. The sixth chapter. Okay. Naaman already was healed, whatever. He went back home. It says, one day, seminary students came to Elijah and told him, as you can see, our dormitory is too small. <clears throat> now, some say, I didn't know it said seminary. Well, we're reading from the Living Bible. Let's switch this to the King James. See what it says. The King James. It didn't go there. Well, yeah, here it comes. 
Well, it's stuck now. It's thinking about it. Here we go. The sons of the prophets. So now we can understand why they're talking seminary. They said to Elijah, Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. <laughs> what? My house is straight? Well, see, Old English meant it was small. Okay, so that's all. So here's what they said. Let's go back to the Living Bible here. <clears throat> you imagine that? My house is too straight. <laughs> that's not what it meant. It meant it was too small. Uh, tell us as our president whether we can build a new one down by the Jordan River where there's plenty of logs. All right, he told them, go ahead. Uh, so anyway, uh, let me fix this just a second. I got a little bit of a, a uh, little bit of a, there we go. Close enough. All right. He told me, he says, uh, uh, come go with us. Uh, someone suggested, I will. So they go down to the Jordan River. Now remember, what we got all the details for? Well, watch what happens. See if things go wrong in your life sometimes. Like, well, I guess the Lord did this. Had a flat tire, Lord. If you have a flat tire, you should be looking for a miracle to get it fixed. Instead of just wasting all that time going, boy, this serving the Lord is so difficult. Praise the Lord. When you have a flat tire, just rejoice. Not that you had a flat tire, but rejoice that you're going to find all the tools. I've done that before. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I had a flat coming home from Texas one time. Didn't have a spare. But you know what? It was so funny. I called on the phone because I was praying, oh, Middle of the interstate, and I called on the phone. And do you know, within 30 minutes, roadside assist picked me up and my vehicle took me to a tire place. I was back on the road again in less than an hour. And I thought, I'm never going to buy a spare tire if I can do that. That was a whole lot easier, praise the Lord. But anyway, so anyway, they arrived at the Jordan River and they began cutting trees down. Notice didn't have no chainsaws, whatever. But as one of them was chopping, uh-oh, his axe head fell into the river. Now, you might say, well, just go down to Walmart and get another one. A uh, little problem here. Uh, back during this time here, you had other nations were coming in and trying to wipe these other groups out all the time. Israel was not even allowed to have a blacksmith because they knew, well, you're going to make a sword. So you had to go to the Philistines to have that stuff made. So these items were rare. <clears throat> like I say, this is not in the time of David because when David was king and Solomon was king, boy, they owned it all because they were worshiping the Lord. But king it's going on right now you know the nation's kind of going down the hill so anyway this guy says here they were chopping wood and anyway the axe head fell into the river you ever drop something in Gunnersville? well it's gone now <laughs> oh sir he cried it was borrowed where did it fall the prophet asked the youth showed him the place and Elisha uh, cut a stick threw it in the water and the axe head rose to the surface and floated oh come on please I mean the, the axe head floated yeah come on in how can this be? I mean, th these are just fairy tales. Listen, if they're fairy tales, and they're not, <clears throat> this, is, this is par for the course. Notice, let's finish the story, though. He said, grab it, Elisha said, and he did. Now, uh, let's run over here just a moment to uh, <clears throat> uh, the book of Luke here. And in Luke chapter 4, let's check something about Jesus here. Okay, so Jesus, uh, let's see what's going on here. <clears throat> He's in this synagogue here at his hometown in the village of Nazareth. Okay. He's saying, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me. All right. He took the book. Remember, he closed it, handed it to everybody and said, these scriptures came true today. Yeah, right. Well, that's basically what they were saying. They were going, how can this be? They were saying, this is Joseph. Isn't this Joseph's son, you know? Anyway, notice what Jesus says. Probably you'll quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself. Meaning, uh, why don't you do miracles in your hometown like those in Capernaum? Well, the reason he wouldn't is because of their unbelief. Actually, he says he couldn't. He says, but I solemnly declare that no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. For example, 
Elijah. What do you think? Jesus believed he went up in a whirlwind? <laughs> yeah. Jesus was driving the doggone chariot. <laughs> it was a massive chariot on fire on top of that. Anyway, notice what else it says. And then he says, um, oh, there were many Jewish widows needing help in those days. Look at this. And he go, look at this. Or think of the prophet Elijah who healed Naaman the Syrian. Uh-oh. Then Jesus must have known about that story. He did. He did. That's the reason he always tells us when we read the gospel. He says, have you not read? Have you not read? Well, thank God we're reading. does more for us today than just listening to me <clears throat> go back and forth. So here, let's go back to the story. So Jesus knew about this story, about this axe head floating. Wow. Okay. So anyway, he got it back. Once when the, uh, okay, so that, I mean, just, I don't care what your problem is. What do we get from ver this all the way, from verse one all the way to verse seven? I tell you, if you lose something, break something, whatever, ask the Lord to help you. Praise the Lord. And he'll fix it. Verse eight. Once when the king of Syria was at war with Israel, he said to his officers, we'll mobilize our forces, name of the place. But it says immediately, Elijah warned the king of Israel and said, hey, boss, listen, don't go near this place, name of the same place, for the Syrians are planning to mobilize their troops there. Well, anyway, this went back and forth, and the king of, uh, uh, hey, well, let's, let's keep reading, you'll see it. Oh, hang on, let's see. Uh, anyway, the king sent a scout to see if Elijah was right, and sure enough, he had saved him from disaster. This this happened several times. I'm telling you, let's don't, let's don't miss verse 10 here. The Lord wants you saved from disaster all the time. I don't care what's going on. We've heard so much. Well, win some or lose some. you got to take the pain with the good. No, you don't. Psalm 91 doesn't say anything about taking the pain. It doesn't. <clears throat> the Lord will help you. See, when you experience trouble, look to get out. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace, and you couldn't even smell smoke on them. <laughs> they weren't burned. The only thing that was burned was their, the bindings that were on them as soon as they fell in there. The Bible says they were loose and walking around. Praise the Lord. Golly. Why do we have that story? Well, Hebrews chapter 11 says it's got something to do with your faith. Okay, anyway, the king of Syria was puzzled. He called together his officers and met, which one of you is a traitor? This is so good. Let's don't go any further. You know the Lord's working for you. I don't care what people are saying behind your back. Don't you worry about it. The Lord's working for you. So this king of Syria says, which one of you is telling our bad guys out there my battle plans? Well, one of them was smart and said, it ain't us. They got a prophet over there by the name of somebody who never existed. No, he did exist. If Syria existed, <clears throat> this guy existed too. But anyway, uh, who's been informing the king of Syria about my plans? Why, it's not us, sir. One of the officials replied, Elijah the prophet tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Now, remember, we get the details for a reason, so watch this story. Go and find out where he is. We'll send our troops to seize him. We're going to get him. We've, I've had enough of this. Report came back. Elijah is at Dothan. Well, hey, South Alabama. Wow, look at that. Hey, don't kid yourself. That's the reason they named that Dothan down there. All, you can look at any map. You got, you got Bethel. You got all these Bible names all through Alabama and all the way through America. You find all these names. Anyway, so one night the king of Syria sent a great army with many chariots to surround the city. Now, I want to remind you of this word. Just think about this, chariots and horses. Okay, now watch this. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. When the prophet's servant got up early in the morning, he went out. There were troops, horses, chariots everywhere. <gasps> so he's gasping. My master, what shall we do? He cried out to Elijah. 
Now look at this. Now this is very important. When you and I face trouble, we have got to hold on. Don't be afraid. Now, we don't just don't be afraid because, well, if I die, I'm going to heaven anyway. That's the wrong attitude. We, we need you down here. We don't need to die. It's like General Patton said, make them die for their country. <laughs> we don't need to die for our country. They'll die for their country. We're going to win, okay? Don't be afraid. You think that matters? Joshua chapter 1, the Lord said the same thing right when Mo, Moses died. Joshua was by himself and the Lord said, look, don't be afraid. You're going to wipe out the promised land. Nobody in there is going to be able to stand before you. Anyway, Elijah told him, "For our, look at this. Our army is bigger than theirs. Oh, yeah, that's a little cute little Christian story. It's more than cute. It's the truth. Watch this. Our army is bigger than theirs. King James says there's more that be with us than be with them. But I like this better. Man, our army is bigger. I mean, Dustin's involved, so is Charlie and all these weightlifting things. And, man, big is better, buddy. I mean, boy, you can do more. Watch this. Then Elijah prayed. Look at this. Notice he didn't say, Lord, send us some help. No, he said, open his eyes. Let him see. And look what happened. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes so he could see, uh, see horses. Look, it's, it's, it's of, it's cut off right here. He saw horses of fire and chariots of fire. Praise the Lord. That's all, that's all on our side. Everywhere upon the mountain. Elijah didn't go, boy, I'm so glad. Elijah knew the whole time. Just the way we are. We're supposed to be calm. As the Syrian army advanced upon them, Elisha prayed, Lord, make them blind. Well, they did. They went blind. Elisha went out and told them, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> he just went out to the leaders. Hey, y'all at the wrong place. Hey, y'all follow me. And man, he led them right to downtown Israel. Uh, this isn't the right city. Follow me and I'll take you to the place you're looking for. He led them to Samaria. As soon as they arrived, Elisha prayed, Lord, now open their eyes, let them see. The Lord did, and they discovered they were in Samaria, the capital city of Israel. Remember, there was two capitals. There was Jerusalem, and there was Israel. There's two kings at this time. Anyway, this is the Samaritan capital. When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elijah, Oh, sir, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Of course not, Elisha told him. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home. Now, this is fantastic. Look, they had a feast. With the guys that wanted to kill them. So the king made a great feast for them and sent them home to their king. After that, the Syrian raiders, look at that, stayed away from Israel. Later on, however, Ken Bayhead of Ben-Hadad of Syria mustered up his army, <coughs> his entire army, and besieged Samaria. Notice he came back. There was, as a result, there was a great famine in the city. For a long time, even a donkey's head sold for $50 and a pint of dove's dung. Ugh, yuck. For $3. Man, terrible. But remember, now watch what's happening here. Yeah, watch what's happening here. You know, I had a job, now I don't have a job. You know, now you got to understand, the king of Israel here is still worshiping other gods. He's catching on, but it's kind of slow. Anyway, he was walking along the wall, and a woman called him, Help, Lord, my king. If the Lord doesn't help you, what can I do? He said, he retorted, neither, I have neither food nor wine to give you. However, what's the matter? She said, oh, it's a terrible story. Well, we got two kids. I had a kid. She was a prostitute, and the other girl was a prostitute. We ate my kid, and now they're saying we're supposed to, whatever. They, we ate her kid, and now we're supposed to meet, eat hers. Look at that. She replied, the woman proposed that we eat my son one day and her son the next. We boil my son. They say, oh, my God. The Lord prophesied that they would. this is going to happen to them if you worship other gods. Anyway, 
I said, kill your son so we can eat him. Well, she hit him. Can't blame her. The king heard this. He tore his clothes. The people watching noticed through the, uh, noticed through the rip he tore in them that he was wearing an inner robe made of sackcloth. In other words, he was wearing you know, some rough clothing just to show that he was mourning for all this stuff. Notice, he still got it backwards. He said, may God kill me if I don't execute Elisha this very day. Well, it wasn't Elisha's fault, but he was blaming him. So let's see what happens. This guy that doesn't exist. Oh, brother. Yeah, he does too. He did. All right, here we go. Elijah was sitting in his house at a meeting with the elders of Israel when the king sent a message to summon him. But before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Hey, this murderer sent a man to kill me. When he comes, shut the door and keep him out, for his master will soon follow. So notice this is the plan. Elijah wasn't afraid of him. He said, Look, you just keep him out and the king will come. The king's coming. While Elisha was still saying this, the messenger arrived, followed by the king. Wow. Notice what he said. Whoops, I passed it. Oh, well, uh, let's see, where'd he go? Yeah, Elisha, let's see. Okay, here it is. The Lord's caused this mess, the king stormed. Oh, brother, that's total. That's, this is a good thing to figure out here. The Lord didn't cause this stuff. They did. The Lord's caused this mess, he said. Why should I expect any help from him? Oh, brother, my goodness. We should always expect the Lord. Anyway, Elijah replied, the Lord says by this time tomorrow, two gallons of flour and four gallons of barley grain will be sold in the markets of Samaria for a daughter. Wow, look at this. The officer, now here's where you, don't you, I know it's too good to be true, but you got to hold your voice. Look at this. That couldn't happen if the Lord made windows in the sky. Hello, he did that all the way from Egypt, all the way through the prom, to the promised land. Manna came down, water from a rock. We don't think he can help you with your gas problem or something, or you've got alternator trouble on your car. Oh, we got to stop that. Yeah, he will. Look for it. Elisha replied, well, you're going to see it, but you won't be able to buy any of it. Now, there were four lepers sitting outside the city gates. And they were sitting there going, well, we, what are we doing sitting here? We might as well just, we might as well starve if we stay here. Or we're going to starve if we stay here. And we'll starve if we go back in the city. So we may as well go out and surrender to the Syrian army. If they let us live, so much better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So that evening, they went out to the camp of the Syrians. But look at this. Now, how did this happen? See, we got to quit thinking it's our own. The Bible says he's able to save by many or few. Remember the story of Gideon. Gideon had 10,000 troops. And the Lord said, you got too many. Tell all the ones who are scared to go home. Well, actually, it was 20,000. And I mean, we told the ones that were scared. It whittled it down to, to uh, 10,000. And then he had them all, he said, take them down there to Jordan River and let them get something to drink. And he said, all the ones that dip it up like this, count those, and all the ones that lap it up like a dog. Well, the ones that dipped it up like this was 300. And the reason the Lord did that, he says, he said, get in, just take the 300. Because Israel will think it's because of their, whoa, big, mighty strength. And we have to watch that today. I mean, just praise the Lord. The Lord will fix it. But don't get to thinking you got lucky or you just figured it out or something. Praise the Lord. You always have his help. So here we go. No one was there. For the Lord made the whole Syrian army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots. Wow. And loud galloping of horses and the sound of a great army approaching. And he'll do that for you against all your enemies. The king of Israel was hired, no, also had hired the Hittites and the Egyptians. No, they said the king of Israel, money's hired the Hittites and the Egyptians. So they panicked and they fled. 
abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else, which would be what? Flour, gold, all these things, food. Remember, Israel was starving. When the lepers arrived at the edge of camp, they went in one tent after other, eating, drinking wine, carrying out silver and gold and hiding it. Oh my goodness, they were having the time of their life. Finally, they said to each other, hey, this isn't right. This is wonderful news. We're not sharing it with anyone. Even if we wait until morning, some terrible calamity will certainly fall upon us. Let's go back and tell the people at the palace. So they went back to the city. They told the watchman what had happened. Uh, they had gone out to the Syrian camp. No one was there. Horses, donkeys tethered, and their tents were all, but there was not a soul around. Okay. Then, okay, the watchman shouted the news to those in the palace. The king got out of bed, told his officers. Now, you know what's going through the king's head? Elisha said this was going to happen. See how the Lord was trying to get them to get focused back on the Lord. Instead of focusing on sending your kids and having them burned at the altar of Baal. Oh, I worship you. Oh, sun god, I worship you for great crops. Oh, mercy. I'm not going to get any crops for worshiping the sun. <clears throat> but that's how far they'd gone. Anyway, so anyway, so uh, the Syrians know we're starving, so they probably left camp. They're just, they're just fixing. He still didn't believe it. He said, they're just going to attack us and make us slaves if we go out there. One of his officers replied, we better send some scouts out and see. Let them take five of the remaining horses. I mean, man, they about lost it all. If something happens to the animals, it won't be any great loss than if they stayed here and died with the rest of us. So four chariot horses uh, were found, and the king sent out two charioteers to see where the Syrians had gone. Okay. They followed the trail of clothing, equipment, all the way to the Jordan River, thrown away by the Syrians in their haste. Praise the Lord. Gee, the scouts returned, told the king, and the people of Samaria rushed out and plundered the camps of the Syrians. So it was true. Two gallons of flour, four gallons of barley were sold that day for a dollar, just, for a dollar, just as the Lord said. The king appointed his special assistant to control the traffic at the gate, but he was knocked down and trampled as the people rushed out. This is what Elijah predicted. That's when that guy said, well, it won't happen unless it just pours out of the sky. Anyway, the prophet, uh, anyway, <clears throat> uh, this is what Elijah predicted the previous day when the king had come to arrest him. The prophet had told the king that flour and barley would sell for this, 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 this. Okay. Uh, the king's officer had replied, that couldn't happen. Okay, just recap there. Okay. Now, <clears throat> before, I'm not going to go in chapter 8. I'm going to go to, um, uh, let's look a bit here just a second. This was, this was Second Kings. I wouldn't want to call it halfway through all the kings, but it's whatever. I mean, it's a time frame here. First Kings, you would have had Saul, and then you would have had David. And, uh, and so, matter of fact, David is most of uh, uh, the earlier part. Well, actually, no, he, he's, this is history about the kings as well, mostly David. But anyway, uh, I'm going to skip Chronicles. You, these are all like volumes of history, just this right here, after they get to the promised land, okay? Let's look at some details backing up. Great, 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 probably 10 great grandkids of David. That's who this king was we just looked at. So let's go to 1 Chronicles. Actually, yeah, 1 Chronicles 16. So we'll back up about 400 years. Back when they didn't have any trouble with, uh, with having an axe head, you know. I mean, David ruled the entire world, and then his son Solomon ruled even more. Okay, <clears throat> at that time. So anyway, I mean, a large region around all the way down to Egypt and all around. Anyway, so here's David. So they brought the ark of God into the special tent that David had prepared for it. And the leaders of Israel sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Now notice, this is about the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Okay, whatever. At the conclusion of these things, 
uh, these offerings, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord, then gave every person present. There's only three people in the kingdom. <laughs> you know, you couldn't count the people in Israel. It was huge. David blessed the people in the name of the Lord, gave every person a present, men and women alike, a loaf of bread, some wine. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Well, oh, please. Wine's all over the scriptures. It's not the wine that's a problem. Okay. And a cake of raisins. Wow. And he, appoint, he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark. What's that ark? Well, it was, the pres- it was, it was symbolized in the presence of the Lord at the time. Anyway, uh, to give constant praise and thanks to the Lord God of Israel by asking for his blessings upon the people. Well, I don't want to ask the Lord for no blessing. Oh, that's where America's having trouble today. You and I are having trouble today, too. We don't think he does anything. We didn't think he ever did anything. We think it's you know, Russian roulette, you know, whatever. Spin, there's one bullet in there. Spin it, it fires, and it was the Lord's will. Ridiculous. We should be looking for this. Anyway, these are the names of those given this assignment. Oh, this was fake. Somebody on drugs wrote all this. Oh, are you kidding? No way. There's too many details. Asaph, the leader... <laughs> Of this detail, sounded the symbols. His associates, Zechariah, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Let's keep going a little bit. Okay. Uh, they played harps and zithers. Okay. The priest and ben- Benaniah and uh, Josiah and Dustin. Oh, excuse me. I just know he plays trumpet. Played the trumpet regularly before the ark. Wow. Now, I'm telling you, it wasn't just to, to show the presence of the Lord. This actual the presence of the Lord was there. At that time, David began the custom of using choirs. Choirs. Hello. I want you to know these choirs were so huge. But I want you to we, uh, just watch what happens. This is the 16th chapter of 1 Chronicles. You'll never forget it. At that time, David began the custom of using choirs. Now, you're going to understand why he did this. If you've read 1 Samuel, I know you have, David and what, Goliath. You know, David didn't miss Goliath, and Goliath went over and beat the crap out of him. No, David killed Goliath. And he also told the king right before he killed it, he said, I'll take care of the giant. I killed bears. I killed lions. They had a hold of me, but I killed them. And David's uh, top three and the top 30 listed all, actually a couple of chapters before this was the top 30. They were, one, one of his men was worth a thousand men. They were just, all of them were. Well, actually the top 30, they were all listed as each one of them was worth a thousand men. So he says, um, he said, here's what I want you to do. Look what he says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. It's so funny. Today, we have trouble thinking about thanking the Lord because we've been taught, like that king said, well, that's the Lord's fault. Famine around here, it's the Lord's fault. It's the Lord's fault. The next day, it was available, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord and pray to him, they said. Tell the people of the world about his mighty doings. Notice it didn't say of his mighty diddings. No, it's his mighty doings. Wow. Sing to him. Yes, sing to him. Tell of his marvelous works. See, you're going to forget all the things that God can do if you don't spend time reading about these miracles. The axe head floating. I mean, come on. What was that about? We needed to, well, I believe there's a Lord. I believe God exists. No, I believe I ain't got to pay for that stupid axe. I already know the Lord exists. You ever lost something? Praise the Lord. Ask the Lord to help you find it. Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. He said, asking it to be given you, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be opened unto you. Everyone that seeketh finds. A woman in the Bible lost some coins one time. And she searched everywhere. She finally found one of those coins. You can't use stories like that if they don't mean anything. Yeah, they mean something. So praise the Lord. If you've lost something, ask the Lord. So anyway, sing to him. Sing his praise. Tell his marvelous works. Glory in his name. Let all who, look at this. This. I guess this must mean all of us. 
Let all rejoice. Who what? Seek the Lord. And they didn't say, well, rejoice if you're a Christian. Well, of course we rejoice because of that. But I tell you what, we rejoice in the Lord because of how great he is. We've like forgotten all that. We're like, well, you're a Muslim and I'm a Christian. I got to rejoice. Man, I got a lot to rejoice for versus the other guys. Look at this. Seek the Lord. Yes, seek his strength. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, well, I'm just some sort of weak person. His strength is available to you. Remember that? Isaiah said that, uh, wait upon the Lord. You'll be mounted with wings as eagles. He didn't say, well, am I? You will. Praise the Lord. Seek his face untiringly. O descendants of his servant Abraham, and that's us, because if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. This is us. O chosen sons of Israel. Remember his mighty miracles? Well, he'll do none anymore. <laughs> yeah, he does too. The axe head, whatever. Leprosy with Naaman, whatever. Famine, we just seen. And his marvelous miracles and his authority. He is the Lord our God. Notice this is so biased. We're supposed to walk out of here today and, and be so victorious. His authority is seen throughout the earth. That would be in Alabama, North Alabama. Here we are. Remember his covenant forever. He commanded to a thousand generations. You can go back and look on that chart from Adam. We're nowhere near a thousand generations. Forty between here and Jesus. Wow. Okay. His agreement with Abraham and his oath to Isaac, his confirmation to Jacob. Remember the story about Jacob? Jacob had that Jacob's ladder thing, and Jacob woke up and said, well, if you're going to do that, well, I'll give you 10% of everything I make, you know? Anyway, he promised Israel with an everlasting promise, I'll give you the land of Canaan as your inheritance. When Israel was few in number, oh, so few, and merely strangers in the promised land, they wandered from country to country, from kingdom to kingdom. Look at this, 21. God didn't let anyone harm them. Praise the Lord. That means seat belts, cars, and everything else. The Lord will take care of you. Otherwise, you might as well rip out Psalm 91 and a bunch of other Psalms. Even kings were killed who sought to hurt them. Now, this is what David would, they just set up choirs. And he said, choirs, y'all sing about this. Unfortunately, sometimes our choirs are singing about, oh, I don't know, we'll understand it better by and by. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I'm in trouble. I need his help. Don't harm my chosen people. Remember the story of Balaam? Balaam went out there to go curse him, and God said, no, you ain't cursing him. And Balaam even said, I can't curse what God's blessed. These, pro- these are my prophets. Touch them not. Sing to the Lord, O earth. Declare each day that he is the one who saves. He's not talking about going to heaven. He's talking about temporary problems here. Show his glory to the nations. Tell everyone about his miracles. The Lord is great and should be highly praised. He is to be held in awe above all gods. The other so-called gods are demons. But the Lord made the heavens. Oh, he did. Majesty and honor march before him. Strength and gladness walk before him. O people of all nations of the earth, ascribe great strength and glory to his name. Yeah, ascribe to the Lord. The glory is due. Bring an offering. Come before him. Worship the Lord, clothed in holiness. Remember the Lord. Excuse me. Tremble before the Lord, all the earth. The world stands unmoved. The heavens be glad. The earth rejoice. And why are we so down in the mouth? I mean, all this is, this is supposed to be like, oh, all right. yeah, because the Lord will help you. Praise the Lord. Let all the nations which nation are you in? Well, then that means we're a part of this. All the nations say, it's the Lord who reigns. Let the vast ocean roar. Let the countryside and everything in it rejoice. Let the trees of the woods. We've heard these things before. Joy before the Lord. He comes to judge the world. Oh, give thanks for he is good. Praise the Lord. His loving kindness it goes on forever. Cry out to him. Oh, save us, God of our salvation. Again, he's not talking about going to heaven. Look at the next verse. 
Bring us back safely from among the nations. Moses got into the promised land. The book of Judges, they went downhill. They got scattered again. All of a sudden, David got them all back. Praise the Lord. Then we'll thank you, uh, thank your holy name as a triumph in your praise. Blessed be. It just goes on and on right here. But nonetheless, here it sure is bias. Sounds like we're supposed to be blessed. Yeah. And all the people shouted amen, praise the Lord. Then David arranged for Asaph and his fellow Levites to minister regularly, doing each day. You don't think this is supposed to happen every day? Yeah. That's what First and Second Samuel is about. Amazing. Well, we're going to stop here. First Samuel and Second Samuel, the whole life of David, he was in trouble, got out. He was in trouble, got out. He was in trouble, got out. And he writes in these things down in Psalms. You know, no wonder he says, and uh, let's stop right here. Excuse me. I'm going way too far. But anyway, oh, he'll write. <laughs> well, we just take the 23rd. That's pretty easy. Oh, I mean, David wrote this. This is one of the songs. He said, y'all sing it. Because the Lord's my shepherd, I got everything I need. He lets me rest in uh, meadow grass and leaves me beside the still waters, you know, that stuff. Beside the quiet streams, he gives me new strength. He helps me do what honors him the most. Even when walking through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid for you're close. But no, look at this, guarding and guiding me. You provide. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Father, we thank you for your word today. We get it. We saw what Elisha was doing. Praise the Lord. You mentioned him yourself. And we know that these things are just, they belong to us. Hallelujah. So, Lord, if we're faced with any kind of difficulty, no matter what it is, you'll get us out of that trouble. If we're not feeling good, just like naming the leper, praise the Lord, you'll take care of our health too. If it's financial, just like they discovered it looked like they were all going to be broke. But no, this time tomorrow, flour was going to be available. All these things were going to be available. Riches and jewels and all these things that those guys found. You'll take care of us. Praise the Lord. What's left? Well, the only thing left is for us to tell others what you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, all right. Mm-hmm.